Where is Bluetooth? There we go. Thank you. Um, I mean, you were one of the people on my list when I was like doing this podcast. Um, and you were one of the people that I was like, I want to interview Eddie. Um, because I feel like, you know, you're someone not even just in the industry, but just being, you know, in Seattle and, you know, seeing your journey to where you are now, um, Mm -hmm. and myself, you know, being a DJ and going along the journey Mm -hmm. and just seeing how, you know, you've gone on that similar journey, not necessarily like DJing, but, um, you know, just in the industry and it's, it's just inspiring. I've always wonder how come you don't necessarily hear sometimes you see people you're like how come we don't hear their story more often um because i think there's like little bits and pieces that you could pick up um from those uh from those stories um so that was my main thing and that is one of my main things with you know doing my podcast is i want to talk to people that i know but the main thing is like i understand how big mentorship is and sometimes people don't get mentors Um, but sometimes just hearing a story or hearing a little, a little gem, um, could inspire someone. Um, and so that's what I hope to kind of, you know, have here is just, you know, you know, just to talk to you obviously about your story, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, just ask some questions just, you know, about your journey, um, and, and just some gems maybe you've picked up along the way, whether it was something you've just learned or what, whether it was something that, um, you know, maybe somebody told you. You know, like, yeah. hey, you're here now. Here's a little gem that I wish I would have known. Now I'm going to tell you type thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, do you want to hear my story? Because this is yeah, no, no. pretty crazy. No, bro. I would love to hear your story, man. I, I, I know some, but I know I don't know yeah. all of it. So, you know, I would love to hear your story. Okay. So, um, just give people a background about me. Um, I still work in the entertainment industry, started in radio. Um, and I can't always, I can't always say where I work, but you can, you can figure it out because right. they get kind of weird about that. But um, so I've worked in the industry for over 21 years, and initially how I started in radio, it goes all the way back to when I was in high school, and uh, they were doing this thing KRIZ back home in Seattle, which is a black radio station. Right. It's like an AM station. They would do this thing where they would bring high school kids in once a week. And uh, Justin Booker, who was like the head of our like whatever student union, whatever whatever it's called, one day he saw me in the hallway and he was like, "Hey, we're going down to the radio station. Do you want to go?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And I didn't have no car, you know, so right. I was like, "You gonna give me a ride?" He was like, "Sure, I give you a ride." So that Thursday we go to KRIZ and they say everybody say their name and uh, you know what grade they're in. And I go, oh, you know, my name's Eddie and I'm a senior. And after I said it, after I said what I wanted to say, the program director Frank Barrow. Frank P. Barrow, he walks in and goes, who said that? And I was like, it was me. And he was like, yo, can you cut a commercial for me? So right then, he put the bug in my ear. And I was like, yeah, I'll cut it. You know, so I go record a commercial for him. And then when I get done, I was like, hey, man, you know, uh, I, I was a bad student. Like, I got terrible grades. I wasn't going to college. I never took the SAT. I never took the ACT, whatever the, whatever the tests are called. Right. I never took any of them. So I was like, can I be an intern? He was like, sure. So I put that in my back pocket and always thought of it. In reality, when I got done with high school, because I didn't even graduate on time. Like I had to go to summer school. I got to walk, but I didn't, you know, I didn't have that many options. So I got a job as a janitor down at the King County Courthouse. Like I was cleaning toilets and taking out the trash and stuff like that. Right. So um, fast forward to about the next June-ish, I finally called Frank P. Barrow and was like, man, I'm tired of what I'm doing, what I'm doing. Is it, is it cool if I do like an internship? And he was like, sure. But as soon as he said that, 
Q93, the radio station in Seattle, was having a I Want to Be a DJ contest. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I heard it is because I was driving around in this car. My uncle had sold me that all I had was a radio. So I was like, huh, let me, let me, that's interesting. So a little bit before that, and this is going to tie back into this contest, right. I had a homeboy and he was like, hey, man, you know, I'm working at the mall at South Center. Can you give me a ride? And I got that car that all got the radio in it. And Julie Pilot was interviewing Genuine on the way to me, driving him down to the uh, to the job. And he's inter she was interviewing Genuine. We get to the mall, and he's like, hey, man, you know, let's go in the mall. And I'm like, oh, let me finish this, this interview, because I was addicted to interviews and stuff, which is ironic now. So you had it. So you had it. Like, you had a passion for, like, interviews. Like, interviews, music. Like, I used to, like, honestly, God, I used to pray every day that God would give me a job in music. Like, that, right. I used to pray for that, like, straight up. So Julie Pye is interviewing Genuine, and the last thing before I cut off my car, she asked him, you know, you stay in great shape, what do you do? And he said, I do 400 sit-ups a day, and I cut off my car. So fast forward, this, this DJ contest. Um, I go to the mall, Factorium Mall, and it's like hundreds of people there, and the first person I meet is Julie Pilot. She's like, hey, how you doing? My name's Julie Pilot. nice to meet you. I'm like, oh, snap, like I listen to you on the radio. Right. And uh, so we, we go through the contest, all these hundreds of people and we're going through different stations. And my goal was like, just beat the girl in front of me. Cause she had a, a pretty good score. So we, I'll fast forward a little bit. And so we get through the minutiae. So long story short, they, they whittle it down to the final four and I'm in the final four and uh, ended up being a music trivia contest. And I ended up smoking these cats. But so for the last question, they were like, yo, one last question is going to be the bonus question. You know, it's going to be worth a whole bunch of points for, you know, for blah, blah, blah. How many sit-ups a day does Genuine do? I'm like, yo! So I stand up because I know I know the answer. Right. I'm like, four honey. And everyone's looking at me like, how does he know that? So they was like, they called it. And they were like, yo, you won. They gave me this big-ass check. I went to Seward Park, and I was holding the check out the car window back when people used to go to Seward Park. And uh, that started my radio career in 1999. Like, I won a contest. That's and then, ironically, Julie Pilot, years later, end up working for the company I work for now. Mm -hmm. And they were going to do this show thing with Dr. Dre. And they were interested in maybe hiring me. And then they hired me to work with Dr. Dre like years later. So that's crazy. That's, yeah. That's how my radio career started, bro. That is crazy. So, I mean, it, it, it sounds like, I mean, you obviously had a passion for music. Um, you had a passion for radio. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was like, you had these opportunities you know, and it was like you had a, a window or a door that would open and something in you said, yo, just walk through this door. Just take this chance. Like, you know, don't let this opportunity or this moment leave. Cause yeah, I mean, you think about it, if you didn't, along that journey, if you didn't do one of those things or you just said, ah, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll do it tomorrow or something. You just don't know if it was ever going to come back around. Yeah, bro. Like, honestly, that's the second part of the story. So before I got the job working on work now, um, I was working at a call center, bro. Like, I hated it. I worked right. at the call center for like two years. And right before I got this opportunity, before I even got the job, they were like, hey, um, you know, here's an opportunity. We need you to do all this stuff. And then one day I get a phone call while I'm at work and they're like, hey, can you fly down to L.A.? And I was like, yeah. So I had two, I had two days left of vacation. It's in April. I used up all my vacation days. I had right. two days left to the end of the year. It was like, you fly down to LA for two, for two days. And I'm like, yep, cool. Burnt up vacation days. So I, I do the audition with Dre and then there, Dre looks at me and he goes, all right, cool. Can you come back 
next week. Now my vacation days are cooked. Like I have no more vacation days. Right, you're done. So it's it ends up being one of those walk by faith and not by sight situations. And it, right. in hindsight, it seems a lot easier than the solution is now because in hindsight, it's like yeah, of course you quit your job because it's a job you hate. But like it's a right. security blanket. You know, I got I I got a, a mortgage. I had a dog. I got insurance. You got all these things that you know you you. You think even though it's not ideal, this is how you're supposed to live your existence in America. Like I got off, I have my safety blanket and I essentially had an opportunity over a, a coulda, shoulda, woulda, not a job. Like I was just flying down basically for my second interview. Right. And I, it was a fork in a row moment. And my theory in life has always been have faith in yourself. And because mediocrity is always going to be there. Like always. worst case scenario, and I have to quit this job I don't like at Comcast, I can get another crappy job I don't like similar to it but this was a one in a lifetime opportunity and like i said it seems like i have all the faith in, in myself in the world but at the time it's really really scary like it's really scary i quit my job for a second interview like mm -hmm. and now we know it all worked out but it don't feel like then, that then but my throughout my life i've always gone for the opportunity like you just have to and too many too many times is People were always work, waiting for the perfect scenario. Mm -hmm. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. So you might as well just do it and see what happens. No, you might as well. I feel like uh, just over the last maybe, I'll say two to three years with social media, you see a lot of these memes or these posts and people are like, you know, you got to bet on yourself, bet on yourself. And that's what that sounds like. It's just like, yeah, you bet on yourself, you know, however you want to phrase it. You know, you took that leap of faith. You was like, okay, I'm going to put this all into um, change, all into getting out of this comfort and giving yeah. myself the opportunity for, uh, you know, a greater life than what I have right now. Yeah, because we're, we're all living comfortably. Like, a lot of us aren't striving for excellence. Like, we're striving for what we've been told is this American ideal concept of adulthood. Like, we're, we got to have kids by a certain age. We got to be married. We got to do, like, there's these these ideals of what we should be doing. And I've decided I'm not living by ideals. Like I'm going to do, like people always ask me, what's my main goal? My main goal is to be happy. Right. And I don't even know what that is, but a lot of us aren't happy or we're trying to li live up to someone else's idea of what happy is. Definitely. Like whether it's superficial ideals, whether it's, you know, things as far as like beauty, as far like, I don't want to live by anyone else's standards. And then sometimes I fall into that trap. I do superficial stuff all the time. I'm not going to tell you not to buy superficial. I just bought a $2,000 Gucci bag, just not to even talk about it. Yeah, no, I've seen about, that. Like, yeah, I see. just, I'm just, I'm superficial too. Like, don't get it like, you know I mean, man? you got to like, enjoy, just, you got to enjoy things yeah. sometimes, you know? But, but there's but balance decided, though, you have balance. Happy. Right. Yeah, that makes me happy. But also what makes me happy, staying on watching cartoons all day and play video games and, especially now more than ever in 2020, like this world will drive you crazy, bro. Like it's really, really specifically being black during a pandemic and, and civil unrest. And I I'm stressed out daily. And I, I try to find some, something that can give me some form of peace. Cause if I don't bro, like who knows, man, I just, and I think what the beauty of what, how we're living nowadays is we talk more about, um, you know, mental health and we talk more about depression, especially as men, this is something we, we hold so tight before. And those are healthy conversations. And we got to realize, man, we're not invulnerable. Like we do have feelings. Like it's okay to cry. Like it's all, it's okay. Like, you know, I had addiction issues, you know, like I used to be uh, like an alcoholic, like I drink a lot. I'd get hammered, hammered. I had to stop drinking, bro. Like, right. now, I remember I, I would, you like, post like your journey and you started like working out and like, you just had yeah, yeah, a whole yeah. just different perspective and um, trajectory on what you wanted to do and what you wanted to be.
And I remember seeing that like on social media and it's like seeing like where you are now, night and day, you know what I mean? A happier but person. Got, but, but what's important is to tell people you went through those struggles. Cause that, all people ever see is the good shit. Like people true. see, can I cuss? Is it okay to cuss? No, you can cuss. Man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's so people always see the positive shit. Like we're always posting the end result, but we're never showing the journey. They're never showing right. the struggle. Like that's why it's important. Like when I do podcasts like this and, and other speaking engagements, I tell people, about the issues that I have, because I don't know what the perception people think. Like I have some level of success, I guess. Right. But you also got to understand, like for two years, I was working a crappy job. And, you know, at some points my credit card was, I was a grown 30 something year old man. My, I couldn't afford to get gas to go to work. You right. know what I'm saying? Like th these things are real. Like I had addiction issues. Like I was drinking every day. I was depressed. I was out of shape. I had, um, I had body issues. Like it's important to talk about that because we're all fighting these internal struggles that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Fortunate enough for me, like whatever your belief in the higher power, God, whatever it is, I'm comfortable enough to be to bear that. Like I can talk about it because I'm comfortable. That's not everybody's journey and role. Like everybody doesn't have to do that, but I can. So therefore I do. Right. And I think that's, I think that's a huge thing. I think that's, I think it's a, I think it's a great thing because you have a platform, whether it's social media, whether it's during your day job, um, mm -hmm. you have, you have a voice, you know what I mean? And you have mm -hmm. those moments where you can tell your story and it could touch someone, they could hear it. Um, Cause to your point, yeah, nowadays all you get fed a lot of times is the beautiful things. You don't hear yeah. the backdrop or the, you know, the backstory on how they got to the, the goal. You don't hear, yeah. you hear the ups, you don't, you don't hear about the downs. And it's, and it's not realistic to think that you're gonna get to whatever your goal is without having some downs, without, you know, falling down, without learning, um, and things like that. So I think that's, I think that's amazing, um, that you have that, that mindset, um, and you don't, you know, shy away from telling your story. Um, mm. and what some people might say, Oh, he's, these are, those are his flaws or whatever. And I, you know, I think that's, you, you do have to own those things because everybody has something, whatever it is, everybody. somebody has something, we, we all you do. know? Yeah, the Kardashian is getting plastic surgery every other day. Like, they ain't that secure. No, <laughs> like, no. You don't, you don't cut your face up and no. do all you ain't, you ain't that secure. Like, we all have insecurities, man, and it's important to talk about it. No, that's true. Well, man, so that that's that's the that's basically your story right there is you had a passion, mm -hmm. you had an interest. Um, you realize you, you had moments in your life where you wanted to not be in, the, in that position. You wanted more. Yeah. You wanted better. And so you, yeah. you know, you put yourself in a position to do that. I think that's a great, I think that's a great story, man. Do you, but what also, but what's important too mm -hmm. is also is, is putting other people in position to achieve those same things. Like every level that I go up in whatever perceived successful life I live, mm -hmm. I make sure that I'm always bringing people up with me. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to get burnt on it. Like sometimes people are going to do you wrong, but that's not a, that's not a, that's not a you problem. That's a them problem. Like, I'm not going to screw up some of the next person's blessing because that person screwed it up. Like, it's like, we got to bring people with us. Man, I, I, I can totally agree with you on that. Only because, like, I think it was yesterday I tweeted something. And I was like, you know, one thing about my journey and my career is that I'm, that I, like, pride myself on and I'm, I can, like, sit back and say, you know what, I, I can really appreciate, it, appreciate that by myself is... I've given people opportunities. Um, let's, it could be whatever. It could be another DJ. It could be a photographer yeah. or whatever. You know, it's like, okay, I'm, you know, DJing the Sounders game. 
I need some content or something. Well, you could be a photographer and let's say you might've wanted to get into sports photography, but you had no idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. I don't know if that's what you want to do, but here's the opportunity. Now you can do with it what you yeah. will. You know what I mean? Here, or there's DJ sometimes, you know, that don't get opportunities, maybe because like the style of their DJ and the music they play, yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of cities is like, you play hip hop, you, it's like, you're a sore eye, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially back home, they be tripping. Exactly. But I found a way to do it and, you know, still, you know, be successful, but also be able to be in different rooms and on, you know, different it's levels. It's switching, bro. Yeah. We got different rules as black people, man. Like, we yeah. can't, we, we can't all the way be us all the time. Like, sometimes you gotta, like, I'm trying to get a paycheck, bro. Yeah. Sometimes I gotta co-switch in the office, man. I yeah. can't be 100% Eddie all the time. That's just the reality in which we live in. No, it's true. I mean, same thing, like, you go in front of your parents, man. You're not gonna be the same way you are, you know, yeah, when you're yeah, with, yeah. Your, with your friends. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it, it totally makes sense. But yeah, you know, so I, you know, give opportunity. I think that is a very important thing is like, it's okay to give opportunities and it's okay that you might give an opportunity and get burned on it. You know what I mean? Like you might go, dang, why I give you opportunity and you drop the ball or, you know, you got those people, yep. they give out, you give them opportunity and up doing some funny stuff and act like, you know, they, they push you out the way or try to, and you know, go. It's all good though. That you can have it. Yeah. yeah. Guess what? I'm not going to refer you again. Cause you ain't screwing up what I got going on. Exactly. And that's not even hating. That's just because the reality, like, let's say, you working for the Sounders, and somebody in corporate is like, "Hey, Karma, I need somebody. Like, let's go with a photographer. I need a good photographer." And you know he was acting shady at the last event. Right. You can't screw up the blessing for the next person giving it to the guy that screwed you the last time. It's like, right. nah, dog. Like, thankfully, I'm in a position to help people. You're gonna screw that up for the next person, so I can't deal with you no more. You can be mad all you want. Right. I said, you did that. I didn't do that. I tried to help you out. Right. No, and, and that's and that's and that's that's really how it goes. I think you apply that to to a lot of things in life. I think sometimes like you don't block somebody's you know possible opportunity because you think that you might get burned. You just say, okay, here, I, yeah, you might be able to do something with this. Here, take this, and you know, hopefully, you hit the home run. You know, or at least and they up. might surprise you. They might make you look good. You're like, oh damn, I right. didn't know he had that in him. Right. And then I think too, a lot of it is I heard Stephen A. Smith say this: there's not a, a monopoly on success, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. There's enough success out there's there's no top off. There's no full tank of success. Not like all. if you're successful, it doesn't prevent me from being successful. No, it like, so that's okay. No, it is. I, and I think once you realize that, and you're, I think it's part of it is being secure with yourself. Um yeah. and being secure with you know wherever you are in your career or whatever position you have. I think it takes mm-hmm. that security to also be like, you know what? I mean, you might be better than me or you might not be whatever it is like that's beside the point. I'm comfortable with where I am and mm-hmm. what I'm doing and where I want to go that I don't mind putting you in a position or a referral or whatever it is. Yeah, a lot of people lack, lack um, security within themselves. Like that's yeah. the that's that's a main issue with a lot of people. And there's a facade that they that they are secure, but a lot of times they just aren't. Like if you're comfortable in yourself, like you're you're always gonna be a one. And I think. Um, more people need to look within, like find what who they genuinely truly are, or right. what truly. Because def- I think honestly, bro, like the the human condition, we're always trying to find something to define us. That's what it is, bro. That's why people pick sports teams, why people pick sororities, why people pick churches. Like we're always trying to find this 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 human existence, this self fulfillment. Like what defines us, 
And that it can be hard, bro. And it and it's an ever evolving process. Like what defines you at twenty doesn't define you at forty. Like it switches up and changes. And I think honestly, most people don't find it. I heard um a long time ago someone said the most talented places on the planet are graveyards because most people die with all their talents. Like they just God you gave just them a gift that, for yeah. the most high. Did you tweet that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I did. yeah no, I saw I that. About, I was talking about Chadwick Bozeman. Right. It was like as he passed away. Like, especially what we found out after the fact, like battling cancer for four years and filming all those movies, he was literally giving everyone his gifts. He was like, look, man, I don't have that much time. I'm on borrowed yeah. time. Here's my gift. Take it, take it, take it, take it. And That's... I think, you know, everyone's gift is different. Like my gift might be speaking or your gift might be DJing. Some people's gifts are baking. And like, we have these perceptions, like all our gifts should be like these grandiose, huge, I should be in the NBA. And only 0.5% of people in the world can be that person some people's gifts are empathy you know what i'm saying like just being able to sit there and listen or giving people the ability to smile and i think you know it is our calling to give other human beings whatever gifts and talents we have i think we'd be in a better place more people just have empathy i think that's the reason why we're in a shithole we're in now no one has empathy like people want can't do stuff like put on a mask or stay home or like not yell at somebody at walmart like no one has fucking empathy no more it's crazy Nah, I mean, so let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. So you told us a story. Mm -hmm. What, what is something along the way that someone told you that really just stuck out? Um, just like a, a gym that you were like, you know what, this, this actually is something I'm glad you told me because, you know, I can carry this on or something that you, or maybe, maybe something that somebody told you and you, you tried to preach the same thing to other people if you come across someone that's trying to you know the one specific thing that i heard that rung true mm -hmm. that still sticks in my brain is yet again julie pilot who she told me this one day it was uh cube had let me go for they let me go back in the day they ended up hiring me back for years later but they let me go and I was kind of struggling because it was it was a huge blow to my ego. And all I'd known in my adult life is to be a radio DJ. And um, radio is a, is a weird medium now because it's a dying medium. Like, it's like working for a newspaper. Like, right. people don't consume music the same way they used to when I was growing up. Like, a 16-year-old kid isn't waiting by the radio to hear new music because music is readily available through streaming, through YouTube, through TikTok, stuff like that. It's just... So they're not creating new jobs to be in the radio. So the only, so everything I knew was shifting, but the good thing is I knew that, like I understood that. So I was sitting there talking to Julie Pilot one day, and you know, she had just left her job at the time. And um, someone was saying to her, it's like, you know, what are you gonna do next? And she had this really laissez-faire attitude. And she was like, I don't know, my next job might not even be created yet. And then the reality of it is what we do now for work at that time didn't exist. Right. It just didn't exist. Right. So it's like, it's crazy because I think one of the, the, the main things that help you through life is not holding on to old ways because now more than ever, things are always shifting and always changing. So if you did something that's a certain way two years ago, a year ago, that might completely flip upside down a year later. So you always have to see around curves and be ready. Like, okay. Like I'm not like because a lot of the old radio guys like mm -hmm. they're holding on to this like I want to work in radio and like I don't I was like man bro that the way that works is dead like what's the next thing right. I remember I was listening to podcasts like 
15 years ago, I was listening to podcasts. People were like, what are podcasts? I mean, that I'm little app Twitch, was Twitch. on the phone. It was like a little, yeah. nobody ever clicked people were it. confused. Right. I remember telling people about Twitch and they were like, people watch people play video games. And I'm like, yeah, it's, about, it's always about seeing corners and seeing right. around corners and always knowing like there's always another thing and being on the way to being able to adapt to whatever the new way is or current way is. Like, I, to be honest with you, the best teachers in life are children. Children mm -hmm. are always ahead of the curve. Always. I remember a long time ago, my little sister, she was like, she was super little. She was like eight and she's like 23 now. And I bought her like an iTunes card and I gave it to her and I was, you know, let her do whatever she was doing. It was like for Christmas. And then I walked over and I looked at her what she was buying. And I was like, why aren't you buying any albums? She was just like buying songs. Mm. And she was like, I, I don't want albums. I just want a song. Right. And I was like, oh, oh. And they just hit me and I'm like, oh, they're not going to consume music like that no more. Like they just no. want songs. <laughs> like, so it's like picking up on all, stop, stop trying to hold on to these old ways, man. Cause things are moving at a rapid, even think about how we all work now, now that we all work from home. When, whenever normal happens again, whatever normal, like this might be the new normal. Like we might just be working from our living rooms from now on. And I think for a lot of people and a lot of companies, I think that's what they're going to I mean, we, we read articles where some companies are like well you know we have this footprint that's like a million square foot we don't need this office anymore you guys just work from home no like it was no it's, it was just a building that was housing people for you know eight hours out of the day that was it change your concepts dog yeah. be, be malleable what's the word malleable how do you know the word it's like you got to be flexible man right. like things are bro things are always changing man see around corner and and now more than ever it's easy it's easier and harder. And I'll say this, every time someone creates a path, like people follow that path. And in a way that path becomes more difficult. Right. Like how we're doing a podcast right now, like to a degree, podcasts are kind of oversaturated because it's gone mainstream. So everybody a thinks lot. that this, everybody yeah. thinks they can have a podcast. So now all of a sudden there's everybody in, in one lane. Mm -hmm. So the, the notoriety, the fame is actually harder now. Now, even though more people consume, because it's, you know, the the disease of more. Like, we all have too much stuff. Right. So once someone, someone creates a path, it's harder to follow that path. But there's always new paths to create and find. And I think the reality of it, and the biggest thing about this conversation that I always go back to is just try it, dog. No one wants to hear you talk about an idea. Like, keep, keep, that, keep that shit close to you and your inner circle and just do it and create. And guess what? People are going to laugh at you. It's not going to make sense. It's going to, like, like, let's say you start a Twitch stream or whatever. You're not going to be famous tomorrow. No. You're not going to be famous in six months. No. If you're lucky, you might be famous in two years. But the reality is most people don't want to spend the two years, bro. I remember I, I was um, I was doing something and I was with Dr. Dre. And uh, he was talking to me about, about, he was trying to learn something like, like play an instrument or something. And I was looking at him like, well, why do you want to do that? Because in my head, he's like super successful. He's famous. Like, why do you need to learn? This was my dumb thing at the time. Right. Why do you need to learn? And his whole thing is like, He's always a learner. Like he's always trying to figure something out. And he was like, in this country we live in, if you want to be a doctor, you can be a doctor in eight years, but people don't want to spend the eight years because if you want to learn another language, you can, you can learn another language in a year, but people don't want to spend the year. Be the, be that person that wants to spend the time in doing the thing and also know that you're not going to get instant gratification. Nothing's going to come as quick as you want it to come. But if you're consistent and you give a, a good product, people are now able to find you, man. Be that person, bro. Like spend the time, be consistent 
and know it's going to be a marathon. People always talk about the marathon. People want to quote Nipsey, but people don't want to do the work to be Nipsey. No, I think that's huge. I think that is very important because, yeah, we as, I don't know if it's, I want to say it's Americans, but I think it's, it can be just humans. We want that instant gratification so fast that we just do it mm-hmm. tomorrow and we'll, you know, be trending or something. Um, yeah. And it's like, yeah, that could happen for a small percentage of people. It does happen. But sometimes you, what you're seeing is their success. They were doing stuff before that. You know, they might have had thousands yeah. of whatever they do. And then now this one, this thousand and one, it just hit. And now you're yeah, seeing that's what it, it takes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. no, that's true. It's like you got to be willing to learn. You got to be willing to put in the time and just know that, yeah, there's a possibility that it's not going to hit right away or at all. Yeah. You know, or at all. But yeah. give yourself, do, do five, six different things that you're passionate about. Like, at, at the very, very least, you're spending your time doing something you like to do. Like, at the, at the very least. Like, right. if I enjoy doing it, then I didn't really lose. If I can monetize some kind of hobby, some kind of craft, or something I'm good at, something I'm passionate about, that's a plus. But if you like to, you know, draw and you want to sell art, do that shit online. And, you know, somebody might pay you for it eventually. It's just people want the gratification, but they don't want to put in the work. And it sounds like a very old man get off my lawn thing to say. But time and time again, like even like all, all these artists and stuff you talk about, David, like, yo, I'm a, I'm a 10-year overnight celebrity. <laughs> like, it, t- it took 10 years. Like, a, yes. like we just brought him up earlier, Chadwick Boseman. He didn't get his, his like, big break until he was in his 30s. A lot of people look at 30s as old. You know what I'm no, saying? 30s like, is like the I don't, I don't want to say the new 20s, but you know it's it's mm-hmm. that's kind of what it is. It's you know the 20s are almost like the teenage years now. Uh, yeah, though there You're is quick out. yeah, though there is quick success. A lot of people aren't really figuring things out, and they haven't mm-hmm. put in those hours until they're in their 30s. You know? Yeah, yeah, and also too, don't be on no one else's timetable, bro. Just because other people are successful that are your age or people in your peer group or they're successful. It's, it's just, it might not be your time yet. Like stop comparing. We're, we're so busy comparing ourselves to finished products. It's not fair. To, I mean, you gonna go crazy keeping up with all these Kardashians and stuff. You can't bro. Stop doing it. All of us. Yeah. I think that's, I think it's, I, I don't want to say it's almost, I mean, it is kind of normal these days. People are just comparing themselves. I know for myself, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm like, okay, we're in a pandemic. DJing is different. Um, what are you gonna do? Like, what? What are you gonna? What else are you gonna do? Like, how can you evolve? How can you pivot? Um, what are some of the things that you wanted to do that maybe you just you know haven't put that time in? You know, for whatever reason. Um, and this is actually one of those things. I always wanted to do a podcast or something like this, like interview people. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Let's let's go. I had opportunity. Might as well. Yeah, I had opportunity. It was like okay, that was the first one, and then I was like okay, well, let's let's get this going. And yeah, it's one of those things where I'm not expecting it to, you know, do some crazy numbers. You know, it's more yeah, like you can't be Joe Rogan tomorrow. No, no, not at all, not at all, man. So it's 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 these are the opportunities in the time where it's like the learning, um, and the figuring out, and you know, tweaking whatever it is. Um, but that I yeah. enjoy that. I enjoy that time when it's like you're figuring things out, you're learning, you're taking some little mm. bumps and bruises, or whatever. People might not even. I could poke a picture of something else or a video of something else, get 
whatever amount of likes, then post a video of doing a podcast or interview and nobody watches it and nobody cares. And then, you know, you never know. Like the thousandth time I post it, then everybody's like the biggest fan. You know what I mean? That so, might be it. Right. And that and that just might be how the story goes. So but you got yeah, you gotta be okay with that. I think that's um something that I've definitely embraced uh a lot more um just this year and just as I've gotten older, you know. So it's tough, bro. It's weird. And, and, but but a lot of things too is 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 that we can't beat ourselves up for evolving. Like we're all trying to figure this stuff out, bro. Right. Like I'm I'm smarter today than I was yesterday, than I was a year ago, than three years ago. Like I'm constantly evolving as a human and we, we gotta let ourselves be okay with the errors that we make as long as we're trying our best to be the better versions of ourselves. Like you can't be like, damn, why didn't I you just you just you weren't you weren't up to it at that time. But what's the difference between then and today? Like if you if you got the the gumption, I'm gonna use an old school word right. to do it today. Then do it today. Don't beat yourself up that you didn't start. I think a lot of people feel that way about working out. It's just like, oh, man, yes. if I'd have started a year ago, that one time I was going to the gym every day for like a month and I stopped, I'd have lost 30 pounds by now. But it's like, all right, that's cool. You 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 felt, you fucked up. Start today. Because no. by next year, you'll be a whole year ahead of where you are right now. So just start. It's like, don't don't worry about the falls and the and you know, the errors along the way. Just do the best you can do as every as you evolve every day. And I think that's important too. Yeah, you just gotta like do, you know, just yeah, do, do it. it. You know, it might even if it's not okay. I'm not gonna go do a hundred squats or something. Okay, we'll do two, and the next day do a little bit more. But you just gotta do yeah. it. You gotta get out there and be be uh, proactive because you know, you can't mm -hmm. if you're not if your body or whatever is not where you want it. It's really you're looking sometimes at the at the, the cause of that, and when you look in the mirror, you see yourself. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. You, hey, man, you looking kind of good yourself, bro. You start eating healthy and sleeping. Why you, you, you kind of glowing, dog? What man, you, been doing? you know, I, I got a, you know, I got a skincare uh, routine. I see you have one too now. I see you I have one too. One. So I've been on, I've been on a skincare one. routine for probably. Uh, I had, I had, I had like acne. See, see, I had acne in high school, so I was saw a dermatologist. So I kind of been on the skincare routine. Oh, so you had the game. But yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, throughout the years, yeah. I've had some ups and downs with the skin or whatever. But not I, overall, just been a lot healthier. Um, being at home more, I probably started working out like consistently. I would say last, what was it? Uh, maybe October, November. Then with quarantine started, I was like, all right, cool. I'm not going to go to the gym, but I'm going to do these at-home workouts. So I found somebody on YouTube. Evolve. See? Yeah. See what you did? You evolved. Evolved. And so I switched up the eating all that stuff. Um, try, you know. And me, I'm not really a breakfast person anyway, so I don't really eat until. It was like this. I do the intermittent fasting. So I don't really eat oh, until so like two. And that's fine for me because I don't like the breakfast thing. I don't really care for that. It doesn't really do. Till two? Yeah, till two. But I see Man, that. I I think. Yeah, see, I'm fine though. I, as long as I got some water, or, you know, I don't drink coffee or anything. But if I got water, so I'm fine. Um, but yeah, I started just doing working out, working out every day at home, running. I've always liked running, so I got into mm. you know doing more running consistently because I'm not having to rush. Prior to the you know the the pandemic, it was like I would come home, DJ, wake up in the morning, have to go do something else. Like it was like a nonstop. 
And it's like, you know, you enjoy yeah. the grind, but then you really think about it, and then the grind is kind of... And then DJing, bro, it have you eat bad. Ooh, oh, yeah. Bad. Oh, no. It, it, yeah, it can have you just off. Because you're not sleeping right. You're not you're not eating the best consistently. Um, and so now, yeah, I've had a lot more time to, like I said, do the workouts. This guy on YouTube, Bully Juice, crazy workout. Like, and it's free. Like he's literally doing the workouts with you. No weights. That's tight. That's it's just, tight. Nah, like I and I, I appreciate people like that. I mean, obviously, the, you know, he has like a bunch of followers, so he gets paid through you know sponsors. Say, you, got, you, better, you better, you better uh, donate him a dollar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, nah, he's like, he, he, he got the ads. You know, he he getting he getting paid. Yeah, he, get that man a dollar, bro. Get yeah. cash at him. I Nothing. gave D Nice like five bucks back in the day, so I feel good. I contributed to D Nice's thing. Yeah, no, nah, those people. I'm like, I can appreciate this because. There are a lot of people that just having, sometimes it's just access. Like, I don't want to go to the gym because I got to drive down the street or it costs too much. Well, look. Or some people too, bro. Like, some people, some people are insecure. Like, if they go too. to the gym, yeah, yeah. they don't know what to do. And, you know, I, I ain't always knew what to do with the gym. Like, I had to, like, be around the right people. So, it can be intimidating. I get it. Nah, definitely. And so, you know, with YouTube, you can be inside your house and do you can find anything on there but you can definitely find workouts somebody showing you a whole plan meal plan whatever it is you need to find it's on there so no nah, yeah i got i got hip with that man so it's but the skin care i mean it's important you feel a lot better hey right, bro i'm about to wash as soon as we get done i'm about to go do my little night routine see that's another thing that dudes would be we'd be trying to act like we're too masculine to do and i'm gonna be honest with you man I like women, dog. So if a girl likes pretty skin, then it's like, all right, you gotta cool. do whatever. That's what y'all like. If you like it, I love it. Hey, I'm trying to tell you. I get compliments, and I'm people are like, yeah. yo, what do you do? I'm like, honestly, I just drink water and wash my face. I mean, that's <laughs> what. Today. Yeah, that's what it is. You, with some with some toner and some it's toner. So I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you about the toner game. So the toner. <laughs> so I was using I was using this Kills toner, right? Now uh, and I ran out, and it was like during the pandemic, so they weren't open, and I didn't want to wait for shipping. So I went on Google, I was like, yo, is there any like, you know, natural toners that I could use? Something I got in my house, they were like apple cider vinegar mixed with water. And that's what I've been using. And honestly, it was crazy. I heard, I heard, I heard. That's you know, probably I, the- I heard that from? Who? I heard that from Queer, uh, Queer Eye. That's what the news for you said Queer Eye, bro. Man, I'm trying to tell you, like, I think that took it to a whole new level. Like, I don't even want to use a store by a toner. I'm, I, every time I go to the store, I'm getting- <laughs> extra things uh, uh apple cider vinegar because that's hey, bro. that's what i I'm need telling you, but that's other thing too being secure in your masculinity like ain't nothing like nothing makes you less than a man if you take care of your skin oh, bro like i don't give a fuck like i watch queer eye i fucking take care of my skin like i don't care about like whatever your idea oh i don't care bro like Nah, I'm trying to, you gotta, I'm trying to live a long, beautiful life. You gotta do anything that's gonna one make you happy and that's gonna be good for you. And taking care of your yep. skin, and a lot of your what your skin is is internal too. It's like what you're eating. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. are you sweating enough? Like obviously, are you hydrated? Hydrated? Yeah. yeah. Like are you sweating on the toxins? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you know, it's it's a it's a combination of things, but you definitely want to have a, a routine. I mean, you don't need a bunch of stuff. Like I even every now and then I'll do like a little mask. Like get inside oh, the, the I'm at. I'm yeah, at. no, you, you got, I'm trying to tell you, there's a science to it. You can't, you can't mm-hmm. just do one thing. You gotta, and over the years, your skin's changed. It changes, so you, mm. you realize that. Like, okay, when I was in my 20s, my skin was reacting differently to this, so now I gotta switch mm. it up. So, it's it's a science, man. But I, what I do like is that 
you know, like with Rihanna coming out with her skincare line. I've seen a lot of dudes like yeah. gravitating towards it. And I'm like, and I don't know, is it made for men? I don't, I don't know. You know what though? It, it's, it's made for people, bro. Like, oh, okay. we, we That's so even better. Weird. Like, no, nah, cause we're weird. We would be like, all of, cause I heard some, my girl told me this joke. She was like, you notice how all women's fragrances are like something natural, like a lavender or a peach, but men's are like cool rush. They're oh, always yeah, like concepts. Like... Cause dudes are always so weird about like, oh, yeah, it'd be like this is or whatever. Winter forest yeah. or something. Like... Yeah. It's like, you know, extreme sport. It's right. like, what? Just give uh, me a smell. Let like, me get what, that what lavender, man. Sport? Let me get that lavender. Yeah. Let me get yeah. <laughs> It's all skincare. Like, there's right. nothing, like I got, I got the, I got the Clinique for men. It's like, man, what's the difference? Like skin is skin. I don't need Clinique for men. Give me Clinique. Just <laughs> get, no, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously like, so I use the kills. And a lot, yeah, a lot of these brands they have the men stuff, and I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, and I'm reading, and I'm like, all y'all did is add some manly, like little fragrance in here. What you, fragrance? That's yeah, it. That's and I'm it. like, I don't, I don't yeah. want that because my, my skin yeah. might react differently to the fragrance. I don't want that. Just give me the. Yeah, because y'all added the, y'all added the, the, you know, the armadillo uh, uh, Tuscan paint. Yeah, <laughs> you don't, don't need that. No, I don't need that at all, man. No. <laughs> all right, well, shoot. Before we get out of here, I just want to. uh let me get let me get like one of your greatest career highlights so far. I'm gonna be honest, bro. I got a lot. I was in I was in that Quincy Jones documentary. That's pretty crazy. That's yeah. if that's yeah, what you're like starting you with. To, I mean, I don't know where. where yeah, yeah, you got okay. Give me two then. Let's do two. Um, the Quincy Jones. Like, if you're at Netflix right now, and you watch the Quincy Jones documentary. Like, I'm the depending on how you want to view it i'm the second or third person in the documentary it's like i think it's me dr dre then quincy i think it might be dr dre me then quincy in the documentary that's like, crazy that's so, pretty so what is like what was what is what do you like what's your role in that like what how in the documentary um, like what is your title so at the time we we are we were uh we were recording an interview me and dre with quincy jones at quincy jones's house and you know i've done things like that before where they make you sign off on something because a movie or something's coming out so i signed off on something i wasn't paying attention so i did an interview i didn't even know I was with the doc i didn't know what it was for they might have told me i just might not remember man and um next thing i know like someone called me one day was like man you're in this quincy jones documentary and i'm like what and they were like yeah bro and so that was crazy that was that was that's a highlight and then for me personally I was in a video. I was in two video games, but one of them was a big game. Really? I was in a yeah. I was in a PC game called I think it was called Midtown Madness Two. I think. And then I was in the original Saints Row. So if you steal a car in the first Saints Row mm -hmm. and you go to K Rhyme FM, um, I'm the voice. That's crazy. That. Like I'm, I'm. I've had. I've led a very fortunate life. Like sometimes I forget. Like I'll talk about stuff and I'm like, oh yeah, I did that thing that. But I think that's that's part. That's Nate. The nature of how I do stuff. I try not to to live in the past because right. the reality of when I got let go from my job, I had to come to uh, come to Jesus moment. Like I refuse to believe the best things in my life are going to happen to me. Like before I hit thirty two, like right. that's a dark and depressing way to live life. So I always try to enjoy the moment. Don't think about too much of the past and just try to figure out what the next thing is going to be. So someone asked me like, "What's the craziest thing?" There's so much stuff that, and not even to brag about it. Um, but it's just, I just kind of forget, like I'll be telling stories and I'm like, oh yeah, that's the time I did the thing. And like, I, like, like I met Beyonce twice. I met the rock. I mean, I always meet people, so that's not a big deal. Right. 
but like there's these things these seminal moments where i'm like oh yeah that was like the, i remember someone was asking me that and i forgot the, the quincy jones doc and they reminded me and i was like oh yeah i probably should say that from now on right no i mean you can leave with that it's all right <laughs> yeah yeah it's, so, it's okay you can game, put that in the bio it's all right yeah i've 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 gotten to to do some pretty fortunate stuff man and, and then my goal one day because we're only here for we're on borrowed time all of it right. is just to be able to bless other people with those opportunities too it's like put people in position so that they can experience that stuff um especially like fellow you know black women and men it's like we deserve that stuff bro like i, I remember living such a jaded life the first time i went out to an expensive dinner mm -hmm. you know working in radio we'd go on like these record label dinners and the record label would pay for it oh yeah I'm so familiar. you can just make your bill with yeah yeah yes yeah yes yeah. so you yeah, make yeah. the bill whatever and i remember my first dinner i asked julie pilot she always comes up i was like yo can i keep the bill so i can show my mom like that's that's how green i was i would like live such a an enclosed experience man. Right. so it's see nowadays it's somebody would take the picture and just put it on instagram and be like ah stunt man yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but yeah, well you know i come from, from very humble means um and it's about not forgetting that so every time i get to do one of these like crazy things and I, I think that's what makes me good in my job because I always know how absurd all this Hollywood stuff can be at times and it's like right. man this isn't normal and I shouldn't I shouldn't treat this like this is crazy like going to the Grammys and like I forget stuff like that oh yeah I did go to the Grammys or man, I saw something with Kanye at the MC at the MCV awards and I was like oh yeah I was there like I just I kind of forget but I think that's the beauty in it you know you don't you don't let it you know take over yourself because a lot of people they like those are things they dream of doing and they make yeah. it so much of their dream that it like that it overtakes this them and then when they actually let's say they reach that goal it's just like that was it okay well what's next you know like what do you you know yeah. like what else and i and I, that's one thing i want to ask you too like what can we um what can we expect moving forward like what do you have some goals that you're you know shooting for you have some things that you um, working on yeah, I, I got some stuff. I don't. I don't really because I say earlier, I'd be interested if I did. It. I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I don't like. I don't like talking about my dreams because right. it's. It seems like. Um, basically, seems like you're full of shit if you talk about what you want to do. Like I'd rather just do it. I'm the same like, way. Just, I'm not gonna lie. You. I'm yeah. the same way. People ask me all the time, like, so what do you got? Um, I mean, some things, some stuff, you know, and then yeah. something when it does happen, and like, why didn't you say anything? It's like, well, I prefer to just do it. And also part of that was because when I was a kid, it was like, maybe I would say something and then it wouldn't happen. So I was like, maybe I'm jinxing myself. Let me just like, yeah, keep it in and like, you know, work on it. And then when it happens, then I can say something if I choose to. Um, but yeah, no, I'm saying well, I can totally relate to that. Yeah. And plus it's working, living in Hollywood in LA, it's like some, some things are always just in concept. Like everyone do this thing. And it's like, all right, cool. And he had meetings and then nothing ever happened. So it's just like, I'd rather not talk. Just, just right. do it. Just it happens, be an happens. example. Right. Yeah. Well, man, Eddie, I appreciate you again. Like I said, you were one of the first people I wanted to, um, you know, interview and, um, you know, just, you know, pick your brain and hear your story. So I appreciate you, you know, hopping on here. Hopefully, you know, we can get you back on here, you know, down the road, man. So again, thank you. And um, more blessings, more life. You know, you dropped some gems today that even myself, I'm a, uh, you know, hold on to and you know, use when I'm moving on in my journey. I, I look, bro, man. I appreciate it, man. It's, it's been great to watch your journey up close and from afar, man. Just 
stay consistent, bro. Stay always the genuine human that you are, man. Many blessings. And I'm about to get up out of here and wash my face, you know. Yeah, no, that's routine now. Yeah, yeah. When you run out of your, yeah. when you run out of your 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 toner, trust me, try the apple cider vinegar. Do like the you know one part apple cider vinegar, two to three parts the the water. I, that's the perfect. Okay, when I run out, I'm gonna hit you. I'm trying to I'm, hit, you, hit me. Out. I got you. I got you. I got you, bro. All right, man. All right, man. Appreciate you, bro. Yep.